but right here on CBS Sports Radio. I want to start today's show with a little basketball. Looking back on last night, because I think last night what we saw in the NBA was a reminder of just truly all-time greatness. I think last night what we saw in the Warriors-Celtics game is just the latest reminder as to why Steph Curry is the biggest change agent in NBA history. Look at how that game went. Curry has gotten the entire sport of basketball to model his game, to adopt his style of play. And I don't recall an athlete in any sport that I've ever seen do that. One guy changed the entire way the sport is played. But that is what Steph has done. And the latest reminder we got of it was just last night. Warriors' big-time win over the Celtics in overtime. And a big reason why a beleaguered and bad Warriors team this year was able to beat Boston was because the Warriors were able to sucker the Celtics into playing the Steph model of basketball. They got them to play their own game. Boston attempted 58 threes yesterday. Jacked up 58. Think about that. 58 attempts from three from the Boston Celtics. And it wasn't like they were hitting a ton either. right? It's not like you're taking a lot because you're making a lot. They made just 17. So they went 17 of 58 from three, made just 29% of their three-point attempts. And that is a, a big reason why we saw the Warriors hang in and then eventually beat the Celtics in overtime. They could not hit the three. And that was also, by the way, the 58 attempts are not just on the surface. Wow, they really tried to play the Warriors-style basketball and lost. It's also the fact that when you look at how the game played out, with just about halfway to go in the third quarter, Steph Curry picked up his fifth foul. And right, normal basketball logic would just say, okay, well, he's a superstar. He's got five fouls. We're just going to drive down the lane and try our best to just foul him out of the game. And now let's go play a Warriors team that's already without Draymond. And now we'll have to play without Steph for the final whatever. Let's just say at least the fourth quarter. If you take the second half of the third quarter just to basically drive it down Steph's throat. And so think about that. Boston still jacked up a total of 58 threes despite the fact that Steph was in foul trouble for a good part of that second half in overtime. They got enamored with the three ball. They got enamored with playing the Steph Curry style of basketball and it came back to bite them right there. That is Steph's doing. That is him truly changing the team philosophy on how they approach the game of basketball. And again, I don't know another player that I've ever seen change the game the way Steph has, which is why I think the more we watch him, we have to realize not only we're watching greatness, right? It's obvious. Steph is one of the best players to ever play the game. But he's also, I think, been the most impactful. He's been the biggest change agent we've ever seen play this game. Like, LeBron is great. LeBron is an overall better player than Steph. But LeBron hasn't changed the game. Right? Like, like you're like how teams play is not different now compared to when when LeBron got in the league because of what he did well. Same thing with Michael Jordan. Overall better player, I would argue, than Steph. But Michael never changed the way teams played the game. 
like both LeBron and MJ were just so damn good, so talented, so unstoppable that they played to the modern NBA. They played to the way the rules were. They played the same style everyone else was playing. They were just better. They were just unstoppable. And that's why they are two of the greatest players of all time. But with Steph, it's not only that he's a great player, but his three-point attack, barrage, if you will, and how the Warriors changed their way of playing had a ripple effect throughout the rest of the NBA, and I would argue in the rest of just the sport of basketball. Go to an AAU basketball game. Go to a seventh-grade basketball game. Go to a high school basketball game. Everyone now is shooting the three-ball. Steph has single-handedly changed the way the game is played. And I thought it was just evidence last night. Five fouls, normal basketball protocol says, go after him, get him out. And instead you see Boston chuck up three after three after three, brick after brick after brick. They got suckered into playing the Steph style of basketball. Just like really the rest of the, the NBA has. And that's why they fell on the losing end. No player, at least in modern NBA history here, has changed the entire sport the way Steph has. Again, we told you, 58 threes from the Celtics um, last night. Their second all-time. Second most three-point attempts in their long and storied history we saw last night. And I was going through the stats today just to see, like, where does it rank? Where was the most attempts? They were one short. They had 59 against the Knicks last year uh, for most three-point attempts in, in NBA history. But just to also highlight my point about Steph, it's not just one game. I was going through, and again, the Celtics have a long, right, storied history. A lot of great teams, a lot of great players. But you look at the most three-point attempts in their history. The top 25 games, or the 25 games, I should say, they've taken the most three-point attempts, have all been within the last seven years. So all a, a recent trend. And that recent trend, I think we can directly tie back to one Steph Curry. Right? It's not like they're shooting these threes in the 80s and the 90s and now sprinkled in here and there. Yeah, there's a 55, you know, three-point ball attempt game they've had. The top 25 three-point attempt games for the Celtics in their history have all come in the last seven years, which is one example from one team. But it shows a bigger point of, the teams now are, are prioritizing and focusing on the three ball in large part because Steph has changed the game or changed the way the game has been played. It's inc- it's truly incredible. Like you, if you think about it too, just beyond basketball, is there any other player in any other sport in the modern era? Modern. We're not going to go back to the twenties or the thirties here, even the forties. But like since these leagues have truly been established the way we know them now. Has there been any single player that has changed the way the game is played more than Steph or even equal to Steph? Like Tom Brady is, again, in the, like, if we're talking about greatest of all time, Tom Brady's at, just like LeBron and MJ, whoever you want. I don't really care to argue it, to be honest, but whoever you want to pick out of those two, fine, have your debate, have your argument, but that's greatest of all time. But LeBron... Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, like, they didn't change the way their sport was played. Like, look how the NFL is played now. It is more of a passing league. Could we say Tom Brady made it that way? No. The the rules made it that way. The talent made it that way. And the fact that you have, in terms of 
eliteness, right? The quarterback is the position where you have the fewest elite players. So the gap between when you have a franchise quarterback and elite quarterback compared to when you don't, it's felt. It's wide. And that's why I think, like, you can't just say, oh, Tom Brady changed the way the NFL is played. Even Patrick Mahomes, how great he is. How Mahomes is playing now is not how the game is being played because of him, right? He's great. But now we're not throwing the ball more because of Mahomes. Or now we're not going more of a scramble prototype quarterback because of one guy. Trends happen, but they don't happen because of one player in the NFL. Barry Bonds, like Mike Trout, great players. But they didn't change the way baseball was played. Like I would argue analytics, if you want to talk about one specific thing, that changed baseball to computer. It's not a player. It's data. It's the numbers. So it's like if you think about it in other sports, like there is no one, no single player at least, that has really changed the the actual way the sport is played, like the actual style of how a sport is played. And you come to the NBA, there's no other player that's changed the way the game is played right now more than Steph. Like he has literally changed how we watch basketball. To me, he's the most impactful player in NBA history. I'm not saying the best. But there's been no bigger change agent in the entire sport, in honestly, any sport at this point, if you just go beyond basketball, than what Steph Curry has done right now to change the way the NBA is played. And that's why I was seeing after the game, that's like NBA and TNT, it's fascinating to hear now how other greats view the greatness of Steph Curry. Like, Shaq was on the postgame show last night. I think, like, part of what he saw from the Celtics and how they played and part of what you see from Steph Curry leads Shaq, all-time great player, to give out an all-time great compliment to one Steph Curry. Like, that's that's not just me saying it. As someone who's a fan, someone who watches the game, Shaq has a lot of clout. He has got... Every word he says, right, it means a lot from what he did both in a dominant perspective on the court and now the perspective he brings to the NBA on TNT studio. Like, for him to call Steph one of the best in his mind and thinks he should be in the GOAT conversation should not be taken lightly. I personally wouldn't put him in there. Again, I think LeBron overall, better player. MJ overall, better player. But I think the reason why Shaq is even thinking and considering of putting right now Steph in that category is because of what he's watching and how the game is played singly, or single-handedly, I should say, because of Steph. He has You can easily give him right now the credit for changing the way the game is played with how he shot the three ball. And again, we saw last night. Dagger. Sends the Celtics to bed. Quick three-point release. End of overtime, game over. Records on the, all the three point records, right, are his. He's insane. He is one of the best shooters. I would argue maybe the best shooter I've ever seen in my lifetime. But now, as you again really start to take a step back here and appreciate his greatness, we can just we can discuss goats where he ranks all time. But to me, there's no debate. When it comes to who has been the most impactful player in NBA history, who has been the biggest change agent in the sport of basketball, 
It's hands down, no argument. Steph Curry. He is just tremendous. And again, seeing how that game went yesterday was just the ultimate reminder of it. (laughs) Unbelievable. And at 35 years old, too, we talk about LeBron's age and what he's doing at 39, which, again, is remarkable in his 21st season. Never seen any numbers put up the way LeBron's putting him up at at that. Um, I won't say old of age because, you know, come on. We're all, we're all young here. 39 still young in the uh, game of life. But at his point, his NBA career playing 21 seasons, we have never seen anyone walk for the most part on a basketball court, let up still put up the production LeBron has been putting up there. But Seth, too, 35 is it's crazy. You don't view him anywhere near the same age as uh, LeBron. Not that far away and still producing big time. So 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. On social media at Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three. Is the, like, do you, are you able to point out and identify a more impactful player in the NBA or maybe even any sport if you want to branch out there than what we're seeing from Steph Curry in the NBA. I can't find one. I don't think there is one. If you have one in mind, let me know about it. 855-212-4227. We'll get your thoughts on that. And also when we do return right here, John Morant, we talked about his return yesterday. We saw it in person. Massive game-winning uh, bucket yesterday to beat the Pelicans. His return went as as good as it possibly could have gone. Welcome on in to CBS Sports Radio. It's Ryan Hickey with you on this Wednesday. A very big Wednesday for us right here on CBS Sports Radio. Because guess what? We got some changes coming your way. and Some changes I think you are going to like. So, I'm sure as you've heard in past times, Damon Mendelara has left uh, unfortunately, CBS Sports Radio, we've moved Maggie and Perloff now to the morning show. And we have finalized today the rest of the lineup. Zach Gelb, who hurt a lot of you, hopefully, and I've stayed over here. I've heard a lot of him uh, during this time slot, is now officially our afternoon drive host, 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern, right here on CBS Sports Radio. So the lead-in to this show now. So very happy and very excited for Jack, uh, for Zach on his massive opportunity now going forward. Now you're going to have JR Sport Brief in this time slot every single night starting January 2nd. Very excited to be able to, at least personally myself, work with JR. So that is now official. JR will be hosting 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday starting January 2nd. And another familiar voice you have heard plenty on this station and plenty in this time slot. Bart Winkler will now be sliding on in, replacing JR's slot. So he is now our. 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. host on CBS Sports Radio. So a very exciting day. Bright days are ahead in 2024 and beyond here. So very excited that that's official. And that now is your lineup. So no more shuffling chairs of Bart, Jody, myself here in the lineup every single day. And I guess two weeks. Jeez, it's crazy how fast the end of the year is here. Two weeks, not even. JR Sport Brief will be here with you each and every Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CBS Sports Radio. We are, though, starting today's show off, as it is Ryan Hickey with you on CBS Sports Radio, talking about the impact Steph Curry's had on basketball. You go back to last night's game. The Celtics chuck up 58 threes. Miss a ton of them. Warriors come back, win in overtime, in part because the Celtics missed so many threes. 
And to me, it's just another reminder of the impact Steph has had on the game, where he single-handedly himself changed the way basketball is played, where now it's 3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3. Every team does it. Like, Steph has changed the psychology, has changed every single team's scouting report. Every single team, for the most part now, plays a similar style of basketball that's predicated on the three-point shot. That is all because of Steph Curry. And I can't think of another player in the NBA or a player in any other sport, honestly, that one person changed the way the actual game is played more than Steph. So I'm curious to hear your thoughts here at 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. Rick is calling for Philly with a good one here and a good thought. What's up, Rick? Yeah, what's up, man? Uh, to me, the only rifle comparison you can make to Curry is probably Otani. A guy, a game changer, who you've never seen. And I know there's not too many two-way players, but I think uh, a lot of these, the old thinking from a lot of these uh, baseball MLB clubs is you can have a two-way player, and Otani's showing that you can. But you're right about that, uh, Curry. I was trying to uh, bottle my mind. I couldn't think of anybody besides really Otani because even think about all the great QBs, like they weren't really that impactful I mean, we see dynamic like Lamar, but we see right. guys like Vic before him. So I think, yeah, to me, the only comparison you can make to Curry is is Otani, and I think you're going to see his impact down the line because obviously he's one of one right now. But the future, uh, you know, MLB players coming up are going to probably groom them to be two way players. But and and the, the last point is Curry showing you can't replicate what they do because what other team. Well, with a, a jump, primarily jump shooting team, wins the title. I mean, you saw last year, what team won the title? Denver. They shoot the least amount of threes, right? And because they have a guy like Joker, so you can't replicate what they do in Boston. As great as they are, they tried to replicate the style of the Warriors, and you can't because Curry and obviously Clay Thompson are two of the probably the best two shooters we've ever seen. So I think you're right. You're spot on about your uh, most impactful. But uh, nobody besides Otani comes to mind. That I can think of. That that's a really good one, Rick. Appreciate the call, buddy. The Otani one is fascinating because we are in like the testing grind, if you will. Like that's one where Rick, I think, if you are right, we'll see it like twenty years from now. And I, I get it's easier for Steph to have an impact, right? Because it's just hey, shoot more threes, and a lot of guys can shoot threes anyway. Now it's just we're going to shoot more of them. Whereas Otani, like you're literally training players to do things they've never done before, which is either pit. Uh, Pit. I, I was already hit and pitch combined into one word right there, which maybe that might be the new word now if there are plenty of two-way players going forward. He's just a pit, pitcher and hitter. But right, if you're teaching guys to pitch, if they primarily hit throughout their career and vice versa, I, I don't – the thing with Otani is, Rick, I don't know if we're going to see like if he's a unicorn or if he's now going to be a model going forward. I'm not sure how many teams or how many, let's say, kids growing up are going to want to be like, you know what? I want to do both, and I'm going to excel at both. Like, it's one thing to want to do both, but it's also really hard to be at an elite level, like at an uh, MLB level, at two at two way different things. Like, it's like being like if you were an NFL player, you were a starting caliber all-pro level wide receiver, and then also an all-pro caliber defensive back, uh, or even defensive end. Like, it's like it's two different trainings, two different 
skill sets. I just think right now, at least, Otani, I think, is going to be more of the anomaly, more of the rule, uh, or excuse me, more of the exception than the rule moving forward, just because I think it's just so hard, I think, to do both of those things at such a high level that Otani, I think, is more of a one-off. But he, like, we are going to see that now going forward in youth baseball and high school and college going forward if more kids want to do what he can do and also do at the level that Otani can do it. Matt is calling from Pennsylvania. What's up, Matt? Yeah, I was going to say, I want to say Michael Jordan because of how he played the game under the rim. And after Michael hit the league, everybody started dunking. And not just his impact on the game as far as on the court with his shoes. After Michael came in every, and, and, and he got the shoe deal, everybody had to wear the Jordans. So I think that at least in terms of, of impact on the game, you would have to say Michael was at least on par with him. The shoe, without a doubt, and I appreciate the thought, Matt, and like you said, off the court, you're 100% right. Like, Michael changed the way all, everything off the court is handled, but especially sneakers. That I will not argue with. But it, I don't know if I could sit here and tell you that he changed the actual way the game was played. Like, I don't think teams change, like, every team and the team overall philosophy and even the sport philosophy changed dramatically just because of how he played. That That's just me. Connor in Birmingham. What's up, Con? Connor. Can you hear me? There he is. What's, What's going up, on, man? Nothing. Um, I would just, my my point, Uh, I would think that Tiger changed the game big time with golf. Kind of more than Curry and all the other guys changed it with all sure. the other sports. Sure. How? Uh, just with the way he hits the ball, the uh, physical, um, Abilities, and then of course with the, all the celebrations and all that, and just just changing the game. It's interesting. I appreciate the call, Connor. I would put for me Tiger more in the LeBron MJ category of just all time greatness, more than like changing the way the game is played. Like, yeah, he worked out a ton. Is every player in uh, the PGA and now I guess soon to be PGA Live, whatever they're going to call it, going forward, is everyone jacked? Is everyone like? Bryson DeChambeau? No. So it's not like he like he it's not like he had a, a revolutionary style of, of approaching the game where he was cutting corners and hitting a, a nine iron off the tee every single time that just after you know after seeing it for a long time, people realize, oh, I don't need driver. I could just use now a, a lower iron and that's gonna do the same effect after a while. It, that I would that was the case. Okay, there we go. But it's like we're literally talking about how the, the game itself is played. I would just put Tiger again more in the MJ, LeBron category of dominating the game and just being an all-time great versus literally changing how it's played and how it's approached. So we'll continue to take your thoughts here, 855-212-4227. Again, at Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three on Twitter. One thing I want to mention quickly here is the return of John Morant, an insane, perfect ending for John Morant. And I really hope yesterday, like, I think yesterday was perfect, not just because it was a welcome sight for him back to the court and obviously hit the game-winning bucket, tremendous game, 34 points, and helped the Grizzlies get a, a much-needed win after what was a really rough start to the year. But I really hope, just from a personal perspective, like, that game in and of itself, the joy he felt reminds him of how much he has to lose. Like, I, I we talked about it yesterday. I really hope, Ja, this 25-game suspension really opens his eyes and turns his life around. Because the the path he was going down up until this point 
was one that was going to end his career and not to be morbid here, maybe even end his life if he makes the wrong choice here with, with how what he was doing, who he, he was hanging out with, and the, the sheer nature of the how he was getting in trouble. It's not good. And so now it's like you see his return and the joy. Like he was playing loose. He was playing confident. He was playing free yesterday. And it's like I, I hope that is just a sign of things to come of him taking the, the 25 games and really taking the whole summer to reevaluate his life and reevaluate where his priorities are. So, like, sometimes you need a, a cold slap in the face to to get that wake-up call, and I'm really hoping for Ja that was it. And I really hope, again, that the great game he had yesterday almost just serves as another reminder of, you have a lot here in terms of your talent, in terms of the joy you bring to fans who watch you, in terms of how important you are to your team, the rest of your life. I mean, you're still young. You still have so much earning potential and so much uh, of a career to make and a legacy to write that you hope that yesterday just, again, serves as another reminder for Ja to keep his head on straight here, stay on the straight and narrow, and not throw away the greatness that he has. It was so much fun watching him back yesterday. He's, he is one of the bright spots of the league on the court. Um, and like I said, hopefully now going forward here, he keeps his life in order and has made some real changes that um, improve it. But he's got to earn it. right? He's got to show us. You, you can't give him at this point the benefit of the doubt. And that's not going to be, you can't, he can't earn our trust back after one game. He was great on the court. But it's not, like, there's no doubt about his abilities on the court. It's now, it's always been when you leave, when the game ends, and you have whatever it is, 12 hours, 24 hours, 48 hours, whatever the schedule is between practice or the next game, how do you conduct yourself? That's where he's going to have to earn everyone's trust back. And I hope, again, that we do see an improved job, but at least for one night on the court, that was a lot of fun. The NBA missed him. We all, as fans, sorely missed him, and it was great that he was able to come back, <laughs> come back with a uh, with a bang. That's for sure. All right, it is Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. We'll continue to take your Steph Curry impact uh, calls, but also when we return, you can't win. Today was National Signing Day, right? In, in college football, in case you did not know, you can't win a national title today on National Signing Day, but. You can basically get yourself fired. I think one head coach is in that latter category. It's Ryan Hickey on CBS Sports Radio. We'll get back to, circle back to Steph Curry here in one second, but we teased it going to break. Today is National Early Signing Day in college football, but really this is the main day because now a lot of the best players in college football and high school now sign today so they can enroll in the spring. So really now today is the big national signing day where a lot of the best players do sign their letter of intent and do commit to whatever school they want to go to. You can't win a national title today. Right? Just getting a high school recruit on your team does not guarantee you win a national title. Ask Jimbo Fisher two years ago when he had the highest ranked recruiting class ever, and now he is figuring out how to spend $76 million, which, by the way, on a side note, I would love to have Jimbo's problem. I would love to have 76 banked right now, or at least I should say, forget banked, $76 million coming to me in the future and figure out how to spend it. I would love that problem. If you need any help, Jimbo, I'm here to to, to be a problem solver. But you can't win a national title today. But I think you can lose your job today. I think if you're Billy Napier right now of Florida, you may have just lost your job. He's not fired. He's 
going to coach the 2024 season. But what happened today for Florida was rough, and I think it's rough enough to where if you are a Gator booster, Gator fan, you are already, I think, on the outs or questionable with Billy Napier. I think today may have been the nail in the coffin for for Napier's for judging how the Napier era will say is going to go because even just before today, in the last few weeks and months, you had for Florida a, a promising recruiting class that has slipped out of your fingertips. They were at one point a month ago, like in November we're talking about, the number three overall class going into today. Number three in the country. And on between the middle of November and today, Florida managed to lose a five-star corner, three different four-star defensive linemen, a four-star defensive back, a four-star safety. Add those guys up. That's just right there. Six players alone that were at one point committed to Florida that in the last month left. Six players in the top 150. Gone. Out. Also had a few flip today as well that were committed to Florida. Expected a flip. They did flip. Miami. Um, I saw one go to, I think it was Florida State, if I believe. Um, So they even lost a few other players today. And now, what I say before, they were third in the country just about a month ago. And the recruiting rankings going into National Early Signing Day today. And now they've dipped down, according to On3, tremendous recruiting site, they are now 16th in the country. They went from third three weeks ago, let's say, to now 16th, and that ranks ninth in the SEC. So they are now in the bottom half of the SEC when it comes to recruiting and just drop like a rock in the last month here when it comes to um, overall national recruiting rankings. That is rough. And that's also like a sign of just the lack of belief in Billy Napier and the lack of commitment. And so when you have Anthony Richardson last year, who was the number four overall pick in last year's draft, you go six and six with them. Then you go this year. Well, it's supposed to be, eh, we'll see what happens. Some nice, surprising wins middle of the year. Then bottom falls out in November. Questions already coming in about Napier and he was hired because he's able to recruit really well and he's going to come in there and get a lot of talent back to Gainesville, which has been a problem. And now we're sitting here watching decommit after decommit, flip after flop, people leaving. And now you're sitting there 16th in the recruiting rankings and 9th in the SEC. Napier's in trouble. This is one of those where, again, you're not winning a national title today. No one's going to raise a college football playoff you know, trophy championship trophy because of what they did solely today. But I do think you can lose your job based on what you do or really don't do on a day like today. And that for Billy Napier, I think it's going to be his future. That This to me is the beginning of the end for Billy Napier in Gainesville. It was a rough, rough national signing day for him and for Gators fans everywhere. All right, it is Ryan Hickey with you on CBS Sports Radio. Going back to the big topic, at least, that we started the show with um, at the top of the hour, and that is the impact Steph Curry is having, um, not just on the sport of basketball, but I think having the biggest impact 
of any singular athlete anyone's ever made in any sport. Now look at how the game is played. Look at last night. Warriors beat the Celtics in overtime. Celtics jack up 58 threes. Make none of them for the most part. 17. But you get my point. 29%. They played right into, right into Steph's hands. And the entire league, really since Steph came in and the Warriors built their early dynasty, now has built their team around shooting the three. Or at least if it's not built, you know, let's say foundation number one, shooting the three, it's in the top two or three. Every team now is focused on shooting threes. That's become a huge part of the game at every single level that basketball is played at. And that is because of one man and one man only, Steph Curry. And I don't think there's been any other athlete in any other sport that has made anywhere near the same impact, has been the same change agent that Curry has been in the NBA. So I'm curious your thoughts here at 855-212-4227, But if there's anyone else you think has had an equal, if not bigger, impact than Steph for their respective sport. Let's go to Chad in Green Bay. We have some thoughts. What's up, Chad? Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Of course, man. Um, well, I'm going to agree with you. Like this, is, this guy didn't change the game, but I'm going with primetime Deion Sanders, man. When I was a kid, hmm. when he was on the field, it got to a point where offenses didn't even like throw the ball his way when he was, when he was, at, his, when he was at his prime. Right. It was like the whole side was just taken off the field. So he changed the way every time he played a different team, the offense would change because they just couldn't throw that side. That's interesting. That's a pretty big impact. No, you're right in the sense that, like, game to game, yes. But I guess that, like, you're right, Chad. Like, technically, yes. Yes, you're right. Your game plan, and I appreciate the call, buddy. Your game plan literally does change because now, whether it's left side, right side, travels, whatever, that is taken away. And Bill Belichick, right, has kind of done a similar thing in the sense that Whatever you do best, his goal, especially in the playoffs, is to take that best thing, that number one thing you do well, take it away. It changes the way you play the game for that game. But nowhere near, right? Like the level of Steph has changed the way the game is played for everybody, even if they're not playing the Warriors. Kevin's call from San Diego. Uh, San Diego, easy for me to say. What's up, Kev? Hey, um, I, I wanted to... Um kind of fill in the blanks on the, the guy who from Birmingham that was talking about Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods absolutely changed the game of golf, and it wasn't him physically doing it. The, 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 the game itself changed. The courses got longer. They de-tigerized courses. They've done, they did all kinds of stuff. And you talk about the physical, everybody, everybody started going to the gym Everybody started running, working out. Look at look at Rory McIlroy. Look at Shambo. Look at the uh, I can't remember the other guy that married Wayne Gretzky's uh, daughter, Dustin Johnson. Uh, Dustin Johnson. All those guys are yoked, yoked because of because of Tiger. They they couldn't keep up. You you, you think you think little uh, Jasper Parnovic and 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 all these and John Daly's could could hang in there anymore? Hey, John Daly did pretty well for himself to. You know, considering that his diet was to the opposite yeah, of an athlete. Yeah, but he's 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 due for his next job in about five days when he comes down your chimney. But the, oh, the thing is, <laughs> the the thing is, is 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 Tiger absolutely changed it. But Steph, like I told your your studio guy, that Steph didn't 
Steph kicked the kicked the the, the door down, but. The game was going to change anyway because of the three-point rule. It was going to change with somebody. It just happened to be Steph because you're getting you're getting bonus points every time you shoot a three. So somebody was going to come along. It just happened to be Steph, and I'm glad it is because I love the guy. So I'm I'm thrilled to death that it's him. And I and I, it's it, to me it looks like that we're getting away from three points and going back to uh, big giant guys down in the uh, down down low and at centers for the center is coming back it looks like and I I hope not because I just love the three but anyway well it's also so. interesting and it's also modernized Kev I listen thank you for the call and thank you for the John Daly Santa joke that, was, that, that still has got me that was a good one um, did not see that coming but at least like with the centers if you want to talk about the center coming back it's still a, a different game because guys like Jokic and even Giannis are taking and can make threes. So like it's still like it's not just oh we're going to go back, you know, back to the basket, go just with physicality and we're going to live in the paint here. There even the centers themselves are are spreading out and you could really go five wide if you want the three-point line and anyone can take it and anyone can make it. And I think that the other point that you sort of brought up um that kind of sparked this that we haven't talked about a lot is in terms of Steph changing the game. He also changed, like, who can play the game, right? Like, in the sense that this was a smaller guy coming in and the success you see him having, I mean, it does, it sounds corny. I apologize for that because I kind of hate doing corny radio, if you will, but I feel like in this instance, I kind of have to. Like, it gives kids, like, a literal, even if you're not six foot five growing up, it gives you a reason to think you can succeed in basketball. So he like not only opened the door for how the game is being played in terms of the three-point revolution, but it's also he's opening the door for who can play. And now you don't have to be built like LeBron James or have to be built like Shaq in order to have success or even just play a certain position. He kind of, if you will, open the game up as well. So now that more players, if they're not six foot five, if they're not 250 pounds of pure muscle, they can still have a spot on the court and still play well. Cameron's calling from San Diego. What's up, Cameron? Hey, Ryan. Um, well, actually, the previous caller kind of took my thoughts on Tiger. Um, you know, as far as, like, people changing sport, I, I feel like Curry and Tiger go kind of neck and neck. Um, Kevin's comments on, like, you know, Tiger-proofing courses, that was a real thing. Uh, I'm 41 right now, but I got into golf big time around 2000. So I saw the explosion of Tiger and how he impacted the sport. And, and it, you know, it was all the way from the bottom up, the amount of people that got into to golf, um, the way that people approach golf. But even on the professional level with golfers, because I remember interviews at that time, you know, other golfers asking, how are you going to keep up with Tiger? And, you know, sometimes they would joke around with their response, like, well, I guess I got to hit the gym. <laughs> but in reality, there was truth behind it, right? Right. Um, and then my last comment with Curry, I mean, absolutely it changed the game. I mean, I think that the simple statistic of the amount of three-point attempts in the season proves that. Um, but over the last few years, I've had conversations with my friends, and, you know, I've I'm I don't want to cut you off, Cameron. I'm sorry. We do have to run right here. I apologize. But to your point about Tiger, too, he changed the game off the court in terms of popularity um, and attention paid to golf without a doubt. All right, one more turn here. 
Florida State is rattling the cage in terms of them leading, uh, leaving the ACC. But I think it brings up a bigger point in college football. I'll tell you what that is next. It's Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio.